Welcome to the Place OS podcast, where we talk to people about their career, industry trends, smart workplace, smart building, UX, or anything we find interesting. In this episode, I am talking to Peter Coman. He recently relocated from Australia, from Sydney to New York. Uh, this is very topical for me because I'm considering doing the same thing. At the very least, there's a couple in our company who are making the jump to launch our office here in New York. So in this conversation, we talk a lot about the differences between the Australian market, the US market. We also talk about technology trends and uh, focus on workplace technology and touch on audiovisual. I, I guess a, a, an obvious one to start with is that we're two Australians in New York currently. Yes. Uh, so what's, what's your story? How did you end up here and yep. how are you finding it? Yeah, well, so far so good. Um, the only thing I'm really struggling with is feet and inches, right? Yeah. So uh, as a consultant, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like so, so all our drawings yeah. are in feet and inches, and you're just like I'm forever converting everything to metric just so I can get my head around it, and then yeah. I do all my calculations, and then I convert it back, right? Yeah, it's so, not even the uh, the converting and the maths; it's just like the visualizing. That's it. that's what I mean. So when someone's yeah. like you know hundred. Um, square meters and know exactly what that yes, looks like yes uh with feet and you know i'm mostly in real estate yeah uh sort of projects these days and yeah it's it's that does my head in <laughs> that's see constantly converting things and yeah. and with metric everything like you just move the decimal point right yeah. but with with imperial it doesn't even relate like someone might say oh they'll refer it to it as 94 inches and then the next thing it's six yeah. foot 11 inches like you know and it's kind of like what is it and it's yeah. like the same measurement right yeah you know i don't know if that actually calculates that yeah. way but for some reason i think the only sort of um you know feet and inches we understand is the size of tvs yes that's <laughs> right that's for whatever reason that was never really uh you know, that's how we speak in audiovisual yes. land is still in, you know, a 110 inch display or whatever. And you know what's weird about that? So I've been, I've done a tour of like LG's factory and yep. Samsung's factory and you go there and when you walk throughout the factory, you've got some of the boxes are in metric. So it's, you know, 87 centimetres or whatever it may be. And then, yep. and also others are like, are in inches. Yep. And yet it's weird, like coming from Australia where we use metric, we still, for TVs, we still measure them in, in inches. Th yeah. that, that come from uh, Seoul and, you know, like it doesn't make any sense why it's in inches. That's like, right. Yeah, it's only America yeah. that speaks that way. Exactly. But uh, so, I mean, besides uh, the, <laughs> the measurements yes. making it a little bit trickier to yep. do your day-to-day -day yeah. sort of stuff, uh, what what other differences are you seeing in this market Um and 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 are you, you're obviously based in New York. You're yes. looking after all of America, or even more territories than that. Yeah. So we do work all throughout um, North and South America. Predominantly, yeah. the majority of our work is actually on the East Coast. So in New York. I mean, yeah. as you know, it's it's such a massive city, and the city is bigger than a lot of national economies. Right. It's yeah. it's incredible. So what's what I find different compared to back home. I was on a plane, it felt like every second day, like yeah. Brisbane, Melbourne, Perth, to go to projects, right? Because yeah. you need to, you can't very, with what we do, right? You can't really just say, oh, I'm going to stay in Sydney and all my yeah. work is all around me. You actually have to travel to, to where your work is. What I find here is I'm doing a lot less travel. Because everything is so close, right? That sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, which which is kind of nice. As I said, yeah. it's it's kind of um, as I said, I'm used to. I don't mind being on planes, and I'm used to that. But it's actually quite weird, yeah. sort of 
having this routine where I'm actually going to the office every day and having face-to-face meetings up the road and jumping yeah. in Uber. Or we're really just jumping on the subway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I appreciate more than ever in my life routine. Yes. And if, if you yeah. can get it, like it, it's great because you can just everything can be consistent yes. and nice and, yeah. and you can be healthier you can eat better you can exercise Correct. it's hard to do all those things when, yeah when you're traveling when you travel so much. a lot that's yeah. right but yeah we, but we look after all, all the whole us so we've yeah. got projects across uh, the uh, across the country and as i said some in south america and also we've got an office up in toronto as well so we do some yeah. work up in canada yeah, I, I've been back and forth from Toronto this trip quite right. quite a lot. First time in Canada, and right. it's a cool little city, Toronto. I haven't been yet. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to go in about two weeks' time. So yeah, it's, be, it's, yeah. it's uh, very cold. Okay, uh, it's the new meaning of the word cold. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but now I, I come back to New York or anywhere else, and I don't feel as cold. Or I at least like appreciate but, that I'm not in Toronto. But it has <laughs> been a very mild winter. Everyone has yeah. warned me how cold it gets in New York, yeah. and uh, even today, like it's not too bad outside yeah. today. It's like for us, it's like I think 13 degrees, yeah. which, and we're still in winter and this, it never happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a bit all over the place as well. Like there's a bit of snow a couple well, of days right. ago. Well, that's right. Yeah, on yeah. the weekend. Yeah, we got a few snow flurries. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. But it's better than, I think it was minus 15 when I was in Toronto a couple of weeks right. ago. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's getting a bit cold. Yeah. yeah. I've, never, I've never experienced that. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. a city, you expect that maybe on a mountain or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Where you, you dress for it kind of yeah, thing, but not, not in a not city. Not just like walking to a coffee shop and you're that, like... It's like you're battling the the conditions. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So, so what else would you say is different in this market? I'm, you know, selfishly asking. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing no, a lot more work be, here. Um, what I find, oh, okay, so the the clients are bigger, the projects are bigger. Yeah. So that it's it's the scale of it all. Yeah. So which is which is great. Like for instance, um, like we we we've got a custom. We got, we do work with a lot of sort of tier one customers and big clients. Um, one of them is is Bloomberg. Now we've done projects for them back in Sydney. Now Bloomberg's got two floors of um, is it one Bly Street um, in Sydney there. So oh, they're yeah. not they're not big floors, right? Yeah. But you come over here, they got like whole buildings, like you know, like it's it's massive. The scale is just yeah. off the charts. So the differences that I found is not only just the size of the projects, but um, the reliance on consultants and designers so back home what we're seeing is a trend that they're moving away from the designers and the consultants and going more say say dnc and just going straight to the integrators and the integrators uh offering design services and the consultants have sort of been cut out now i think part of that is because the projects aren't as big and but over here they need like we we have permit sets there's a lot more rules and regulations over here in relation to the design and they want people to take ownership for that so uh if there's an issue they've got someone to blame and so i think so so it's kind of like what um what the sydney market was say you know 10 years ago yeah that's what it's like here and i just think because the projects are so big that they need to have it, like everyone in place yeah. to do a particular task. Yeah, the the, the scale element is something um, you know. I see with our projects are usually yeah. quite large in scale. Some yes. of our uh, some of ours are multinational deployments, and there's things you come across that you just don't really you can't really plan for. Sometimes it's Correct. like the 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 scale adds a, like complexity. Yes, and it might be some you might be doing something as simple as like a room booking project. Yeah. But yep. as soon as you turn that into a ten thousand rooms or yes. a thousand rooms plus, like it's insane. Like the 
a small problem gets amplified. Absolutely. Because it compounds, you know, yeah, literally yeah. as it scales, the, the, the issues can compound. So yeah. having someone that can see that I, I think is is necessary. And and you're right, the, the Australian projects are... Uh, the, the, the other trend I, I see uh, here compared to Australia is that they are large deployments uh, like and led from like a, like a, from a city. Yes. Where in, in Australia you might have the same customer but you sort of have to sell to them or or encourage them to use the the software or the whatever it is the solution yeah. Yeah. Um, in each city so it's yeah. not like sydney says oh, let's deploy to brisbane sydney yeah. melbourne adelaide no yeah. it's like sydney looks after sydney yes. brisbane looks after brisbane yeah. so even with the customers that potentially have the scale that they don't yeah. operate that way sure here there's like there's more sort of global standards and uh mm-hmm. and it decisions or purchasing decisions made from a global yeah. uh office yes and that, that's why this market in particular there's a lot of head offices here in new york correct yeah yeah and, and also find that what, what i found uh, very interesting was that back home you you have to wear multiple hats you you very few people back home could just be a, say a security consultant and be yeah. busy full time right like um, I know that there are, but there's not that many because there's just not that much work out there for that. You yeah. come over here, you've got someone that just does security design, someone just does AV design, someone just does IT communications design. Like it's very siloed. Once yeah. again, because of the size of the market, you could just specialize in one thing and just be busy doing that. So, so does that mean there's an opportunity for generalists to sit above that absolutely. and sort of bridge the gaps absolutely. that the silos are creating? Yeah, yeah. and that's, yeah. that's the thing. Like when I first got here, I was going along to meetings and there was three or four of us from, from our company at the meeting. And I'm thinking, why are we all here, right? But that's just the way that it's always being done, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yes, to have someone that's uh, knowledgeable w- across multiple disciplines is is seen as somewhat a, a unicorn, you yeah. know, over here because it doesn't really happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always think that the most powerful sort of consultant is the specialist generalist. Yeah, someone yeah. that can sort of see how everything comes together that's as a solution. Totally and, agree. And particularly when software is involved, because yeah. there's user experience elements, user interface elements yeah. that literally like that's the that's what the users interact with understanding everything under that is important to drive that user yes. experience and yeah, yeah. That, that's not everyone thinks in the right way to to achieve that yeah 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 um, and and yeah I, I think again in that scale here that yeah. it's even more necessary to be a generalist as all this scales out you need to identify where are the problems and it's not always it related it's not always software related yeah. it's, it could be processes it could be Correct. uh uh, differences in cultures in yeah. different parts of, of the country like because yeah. it's so big there is different you know yeah. ways people use things in one state compared to the other correct yeah well another thing that i found interesting is that maybe one advantage that australia and and new zealand has over you know somewhere like the u.s is because it's a smaller market they're more willing to try things you know like yeah. deploy newer technologies where here you come over here and you're like we've been doing activity-based working for 10 years and it's like oh yeah we're not sure if we should do that like yeah yeah like they're, they're, they're just um once again i think it's more related just to the size of the projects yeah uh, it's not as easy to deploy you know newer technology uh, and like you said like if, if there is a mistake somewhere or there's a problem with it it's amplified it's huge yeah. a huge mistake rolling it out here yeah compared to australia you roll it out to one office doesn't quite work 
not so much a problem. Yeah, so Australia and New Zealand's a good testing ground yeah. for, for these larger companies and newer technology. Yeah, you know what I find interesting about uh, the Australian market that uh, people from the outside might not realise is just how, um, how dense our cities are yep. because everyone lives in the cities. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where in American cities, it's, it's much more spread out. There's more Correct. sprawl. Yes. And yeah. that means the, the, the projects are different because of that as well. Yes. So yep. here in New York, it's very dense. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, saving on real estate, activity-based working, it's, yep. it's very widely adopted in this yes. city. Yeah. But many cities don't need it. They yeah. they just right. they have plenty of space. Yeah, they, that's right. They've got so, the room, so it's not so it's not an issue. Their problems are not the same. They're, yes, and they they still have problems with their workplace technology or their workplace uh, you know efficiencies and software can really help yeah. them. But it's like, well, what is the problem if it's not uh, real estate related in terms of of you know uh, saving money on space? There, there's many other trends there. Yeah. So that that's where I haven't had. I'm only seeing this now, like coming from Australia and, and working in Asia, where it's everything's densely populated cities. Like trying to identify, well, what are the problems when, when space is not an issue? Yes, and yeah. and it, it leads to unique things. But know. but also you could you could throw the cost of electricity in there as well. Like all these other factors yeah. drive certain behaviour yeah. in a in a location. Yeah, yeah, and and just you know cultures of getting around and getting to work Correct. and like obviously everyone drives and like why well, don't have a car Dallas here. or something yeah, yeah that's right yeah the, the same in the yeah. same in california like the same in sort of around san francisco or san jose the yeah. kind of thing like the transportation like so the public transportation is basically non-existent like yeah. you have to have a car to get anywhere here i don't need a car i i catch the subway everywhere or yeah. i've I've got an electric scooter that I get around on and, yeah. y- you know, um, if I need to really go somewhere, I can hire a car and go, go somewhere. There's no point having a car in yeah. New York. Well, I don't think there's a point in having a car in New York City. Yeah, no, if, uh, like it costs the same as like to have a garage for your car is like the cost of rent back in that's Sydney. That's right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It's yeah. so expensive. But yeah. uh, you could yeah, park your car further out so you have it when you need it, or, but just hire a car. Just hire a yeah. car. Yeah, 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 totally agree. Have you yeah. been out of the city? Did you drive? Have you, no, have you done that? Have not, you no, not yeah. yet. No, we. Uh, uh, one of the Bloomberg projects that we we're working on is about an hour and a half out of the city in New Jersey. So that's yeah. I, I sort of do that trip every week, and that's about all I've done. I haven't uh, explored like outside of really Manhattan. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot to see. I'm, I mean, you know, like like moving over here, there was a, a lot to get sorted. I've, I've just moved into my new apartment and just on the weekend, you know, buying furniture, all uh, starting from yeah. scratch. You know, yeah. I, I came over here with, with two bags and my cricket bat. That yeah. was it. <laughs> that was it. Have you had the opportunity to use a cricket no, bat? Not or yet. is that for no, security? No, no, no. It's not for security. <laughs> no, no. Um, no, obviously we're in winter at the moment. Yeah. So uh, once the weather warms up a bit, I, I'll look for a, a team. I'm sure there's some expats around. So, yeah. You know, that'd be, that's a fun idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. So, But I've seen you have traveled to a few shows recently. Yep. You're now reporting uh, for it's Rave. Yep, Rave. Um, yeah. So working with Gary Kay at Rave. Uh, so I covered uh, the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas earlier yeah. this year, which is my favorite show. It's just incredible obviously not not um a lot of things aren't relevant to the industry that that we work in you know the yeah. commercial industry but just seeing all this new technology yeah. there is unbelievable if, if right? you only look at your own industry yeah. for ideas yeah. you'll run out of ideas very quickly yeah so like 
being exposed to technology in yes. other verticals, other industries, and, and certainly consumer uh, moves faster. That's right. So you might be able to borrow ideas or see what's coming yeah. uh, that will then be But we're seeing so much uh, consumer technology being deployed also. Like it's it's of far course. more acceptable. Yeah. I mean, you only have to look at companies like, uh, I mean, a classic example is Logitech. You know, like sure. years ago when they first started, they made keyboards and mice and they and they made joysticks. And, you know, yeah. they, they, were, they were a consumer company. And you look at them now and they, they're – commercial products are being deployed more and more into smaller meeting spaces because they've got affordable technology right that that yeah. i we that i like to classify as good enough i think you know it's sure it's you could buy a better camera and a better codec and a better everything yeah. better, you know but the thing is for the end user they're looking at going hey this is pretty good it's good enough it's yep. good enough for what i need yeah yeah and and good enough uh it's like the the amount of effort to go from good enough to like excellent can can just be too great of yes you, you just yeah. can't achieve it yeah and not yeah. not a um you know not a huge gain yes you could go yeah. as said better quality for for all aspects of that but you might be paying four times the price for yeah. a ten percent improvement kind of thing right so it's it's not worth I, it. yeah I I um I remember like when I was working at the University of Sydney and and one of our projects was running, rolling out a whole bunch of expensive video conferencing yes. gear. And at any time we tested it, we'll just be testing the core from like our laptop to the room. Yeah. And, it, and you soon realize like, yeah, the, the gear that like it, it's good, but the person this close to the camera always looks better yes. yeah. because they, they're sitting with their laptop close to them. They're well framed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they even have a bit of lighting because well, their laptop yeah, screen right. yeah, is, yeah. is glowing. Yes. So, so yeah, it, it's, the use of the technology it goes a long way as well, not Correct. just you know. But the technology so good, good enough and well and used effectively yes. is is probably. But but also that technology has got better and better yeah. as well. You know, I mean, just that like you have a look at our our smartphones, like the kinds of cameras that are being built into oh, yeah. into them is incredible. So the baseline has has risen, um, and and that's what I'm saying is you see companies like a Logitech coming in and you know getting a huge share of the market. Yeah, um, we've good technology yeah uh, and um yeah so that's so there's a lot of consumerization and i think i my big thing is is voice i think voice um of course yeah. is going to take over like we have control systems you know as you know uh, touch screens some people get a bit intimidated by a touch screen and so uh, it's like us now like we're, we're having a ver- we're well, having well, a I, conversation I think the yeah, they used to be intimidated by a touchscreen. Now they don't know what it is. Like it's yeah. it's like a different problem. Like right. the no no one wants to use a dedicated touch device. It's it's old and clunky. Yes. Or yeah, or they were intimidated by it. But yeah, I I, I think and it's more than just voice that's going to change the traditional interface. Mm-hmm. Uh, voice is I think one example of of what I typically describe as like a passive user experience yeah. where you don't really have to do that much it's yeah. context aware yeah. um so I, I think a combination of like context aware user interfaces yeah. with voice yes so you only have to speak up literally when the when the prediction got it wrong or yeah. or when you need to do something that the room or the or the the whatever you're controlling um didn't get it right yeah. in the first place and and the ai behind that is getting a lot better and yeah uh, um so i just think that it's it's just removing those barriers and what you're doing yeah. is actually you, the whole idea is 
you just want a frictionless environment. You, people don't want anything that spectacular. You talk to them, they just want a meeting that works. They just want to walk in and yep. have the thing work. We've all been on calls where, you know, cameras aren't working, microphones aren't working and, and, and so on. So I think we're getting closer. We've still got, a, you know, a bit of way to go, but yeah, we're getting there. What do you think of um, how collaboration environments are changing the physical space? Things like Slack and mm-hmm. Microsoft Teams. Yep. I, I'm starting to see like in many, for many reasons, you don't really need to meet as often mm-hmm. because you're constantly in communication yep. with your project team or your product team or um, your marketing or sales, whatever it may be. Yep. Uh, that coupled with the fact that a lot of documents are now real-time, live, mm-hmm. editable, so you're not working on something, presenting it to a group, going back and working on it. It's all happening. Yes. So that do we need to meet as often as we sure. used to? And, and how does that change the technology in the room? Yeah. What, what I find fascinating with that is that you think about all the different platforms that we communicate on. So like on a daily yeah. basis, and I'm not just talking personally, like professionally, like I'll, I'll be communicating with people on WhatsApp, on yep. LinkedIn, on email, via um like uh, Ring Central, which is what we use here. Like I'm using five or six different platforms, yeah. and and what what becomes interesting there is that you when you go back, there's nothing that brings it all together, right? Yeah. So what happens is that I might have been having a conversation on with you on one of those platforms. I remember you told me something, or you sent me some information. Yeah. And it's like I'm searching through my emails, I can't find it, and then it's like, oh, was it on WhatsApp? And I'm, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and and that's, I think that's probably more the issue is that it's so um, there's so many platforms that we all use. There's no real standardization. Yeah, sure, the larger companies try to standardize on a Teams or a yeah. Slack or whatever. I get that, but we all default to what we know as I said once again more consumer yeah based technology and, and particularly if you have a role that works with external organizations yep. so you and you end up on their platforms yes. as well as your own internal ones correct and then you know multiply that by all the clients you have correct. And yeah I've, I've got i've got a folder on my phone full of all the different yes. collaborations and i've used them all and i have them all and, yes. I, and because i have to be on all of them yeah but uh yeah then it's like but if there's something that brought all that together something yeah. that was uh like searchable uh yeah, I don't know. I, I just think because yeah. I said we, 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 we get caught up. Uh, it's, it's like um, like uh, soft codecs or unified communications. Yeah. You, know, you have on your phone, on your computer, you've got multiple platforms on yeah. there. I mean, that's getting better. That's yeah. getting better with interoperability between certain platforms. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I guarantee that someone listening to this will post on the comments like an app that <laughs> does bring it all together. probably is something uh, out there. I'm sure that's yeah. such a common problem that yeah. there's probably many options out there absolutely but, but then again yeah. that's not you're in the same problem which one do you go with yeah and, but yeah. I, I think in general let's say an organization um, yeah. internally yes. standardized on let's say microsoft teams yes uh what i'm seeing is that becomes the that's the sort of software they'll keep open all day long yes yeah. uh, they might have that open all day long and outlook open all day yes. long yeah. and a browser with multiple tabs yeah. that's that's their environment yep. so why send them to a different interface? No, I agree. If, I, if those yeah. two or three things are open, you should be able to do whatever you need to do in those environments. Correct. And and, and that's that adds to this whole, you know, voice in the rooms yeah. or, you know, communicate via the, the, the platforms you're already using, mm-hmm. maybe have some sort of feedback from uh, interfaces in, in those platforms, like yes. a, uh, a card 
style interface that's context aware. So it yeah. is asking, do you want to do something yes or no? Yeah. Instead of opening an app and doing 15 steps to get to the same sure. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's, I think that's the trend I'm seeing in, in workplace in particular. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it has to integrate with their communication platform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and things like Teams and Slack, that makes it, it's pretty easy to do that because open APIs make sure things like that easy. But, yeah. uh, but also Microsoft have such a huge reach. You yeah. know what I mean? So, um, if yeah, I feel like sometimes, you know, something like Slack gets people wanting a platform like that, but yeah. then the reach of Microsoft and the ecosystem yes. that these organizations yeah. already have, they're yeah. like, oh yeah, we'll just use Teams. Yeah. So yeah, I, I always wonder like how long will Slack last? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe you'll be acquired by one of them eventually and all those features just rolled yeah. into the new version of Teams. But, sure. but, uh, but they're, you know, they're still kicking along, but maybe a different focus, not the enterprise. That, yes, yeah, yeah. possibly, yeah. possibly. I was going to say before also, you're asking me what, you know, what are the, some of the differences between like back home and, and, and here in, yeah. in the US, uh, in particular New York, is um, you, you think about like back home, wherever you go, there's cameras everywhere. If you're in the street, you're on the bus, you're on the train, you're in an sure. elevator, a building, anywhere, there's cameras everywhere. And we, we kind of, rightly or wrongly, we just accept it, right? Like yeah. there's no there's no real pushback. You know, the, 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 the government could roll out another 5,000 cameras and no one would say anything, right? Yeah. Over here, the opposition towards cameras is phenomenal. Like, you know, you, Interesting. You, yeah, it's, it's like... Like even in but, our but the law, there's no um, there's no strong privacy laws here, so it's almost right. compared to like the EU. Yes, yeah. So th- this is an interesting topic because yeah. um, you know one of the things uh, I'm often selling as part of our solution is is people tracking. Yes, yeah, and, yeah. and the oh. way uh, people respond to that is very different in different markets or even different companies. Yeah. So some companies might not care because they feel like their workplace is already tracking them yes. in a certain way, but other companies are like, oh, we, we don't want that. Well, especially if you start talking about cameras. Like yeah. there's one one thing to track them in some capacity, like whether it's yeah. through a mobile device or whatever it may be. You start talking about using cameras to track yeah. people, oh, my God, you just open up a can of worms. Like yeah. It's, yeah, they're really anti-cameras. That's Yeah, that's interesting. And, and maybe it's because there, there are not strong laws here protecting people that you have to sort of, uh, self, you know, look after yourself, yeah. and, and they have this attitude towards it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure what it is. It's just, uh, I don't know if it's got anything to do with the constitution or what, like. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I really, it, it, I just, I've really noticed the anti-establishment yes. that's ingrained in in the possibly. Americans. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, but it's unfortunate because I think um, you know what we were sort of touching on before was uh, user experience, right? Like, so you talk about sort of having a we talk about having a frictionless environment and be able yeah. to control a room and work okay but um how do you measure how do you measure the user experience in there and one of the best ways is through camera technology yeah. and facial tracking and, and uh moods and and all that kind of stuff yeah well you know if you haven't got a camera in there then it's really hard to to do that yeah that's right the, the camera would would be a multi-use sort of thing. We could use it to count people, how many people turned up to a space. Access control, use security, yeah. user experience, so many things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's it's the perception of the security, yes. I think, more than the reality That's of it. That's right. Because I agree. Yeah. The, um, the, the, the footage isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One, because dealing with video footage is, uh, is, is expensive in terms of data usage and, and storage yeah. or anything yeah. like that. So no one really wants to store it. A lot of the processing happens on camera. Yes. 
So it's just yeah. like a validation that then goes back to a system to, yeah. to trigger something or to monitor Correct. something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, for yeah. analytics, like yeah, the most common sort of analytics people ask for in sort of real estate is utilization. Yeah. Uh, you know, how many people in this building yeah. and, and how many, uh, where do they go and, and what's the utilization of this space mm. so they can work out is it cost effective and uh, are the rooms effective? Do we have enough desks and everything like that? Mm-hmm. Then the next sort of, part is the stuff is harder to measure and it's the are people happy being correct here? do they like yes. this space and yep. and you either survey people to get yep. the answers to those questions yep. or you you measure them some other way you, you yeah. have that you know that little stand with the three yeah. faces on it the happy the sad the yeah. neutral and you press the button I, yeah. I saw one of those uh in at singapore airport in the bathroom in and the I'm like bathroom. i'm not gonna touch that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a weird place to yeah. have a button yeah are you happy yeah I'm not, I'm not happy if I touch that. Yeah, that's right. That coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. You never know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, what what have you seen in the last two shows you went to? That anything stand okay. anything stand out that you um, think will come back to commercial workplaces? Yeah, I the last uh, the thing with CES is that you quite often you, you see trends with different things. You know, like there's a lot of um, the the Everything is smart. That's that's the thing. Every everything is smart. You know, there's sensors yep. in everything. Um, uh, you know, I, I saw a, not that it applies to the workplace, but just things like you want to monitor if if your pet is happy. Well, there's yeah. a you can there's a vest for that. The well, sensor they wag for that. Their tail. Yeah, that, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> they wag their tail. The yeah. dog wags wags its tail. It's happy, right? Why do yeah. you need a vest? But but it it just goes to show that sensor technology. And it, it, how widely it's being deployed in yeah. any environment. Like the sensors are becoming um, a lot more affordable uh, the, and integrated. Sen- we're seeing a lot more integrated sensors in the workplace now because yeah. they're a lot, uh, a lot more affordable. Um, but I think the, th- the biggest thing is, is uh, it's not so much, th- you know, we've been talking about IoT, like Internet of Things for a long time. And I think... I think we've gone past that. I think it's it's like IoT 2.0 now, right? Yeah. And but more instead of Internet of Things, it's more the intelligence of things. So it's the things are getting we, we're smarter. Sort of, we expect it to be on the network already. So so that's that right. that part that that step has already been achieved. Yes. So just assume everything is on the network. Yeah. Therefore, we can communicate to everything. Yes, including yeah. the chair or the table or Correct. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So I th- that was the thing, and that's uh, CES. I said everything is sensor based, right? And everything yep. is smart, and everything's connected, which is uh, amazing. Like I mean, like as I said, it's so broad. Um, like every like cars, uh, yeah. as I said, through to pet monitoring. Yeah, I mean it. It. It's scary in many ways too because of the security risks that this is introducing. True. So like yeah. now, um, because a lot of this can sneak past yes. IT for one, yep. it's, it's going to be hard to to know, you know, if you buy something, does it have a sensor that connects back no. somewhere and calls, calls the home base over yes. the internet? Yeah. Things that IT might not even expect. Yes. And that that's where choosing, you know, Starting with a user uh, need and a user experience is still the most important thing because mm-hmm. then you can decide well what what parts of this do we need to bring sensors into yeah and what can we just leverage that's already here in the workplace yeah so if we if they're good enough if 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 I can let's say we need to track people but without desk sensors yes the the Wi-Fi might give us a good enough location of that person correct yeah and yep. 
that to achieve that you know extra thirty percent of like exactly where they yeah. are might be too uh, you know too risky because yes. you've got to add sensors. Yeah. It might be uh, too expensive because you've got to roll more things mm-hmm. out. So I, I like that good enough uh, yeah. sort of yeah, target it, for if if it ticks the user requirement. Correct. I mean, like we we don't have problems. Like if if we're out and about and we've got to get on a conference call, we don't have any problems joining from our mobile device. We we don't. You know, we could be in a well. Actually, that <laughs> at CES, Byton B Y T O N. I think that they're, they're a Chinese car manufacturer. They released this new SUV okay. with video conferencing built into it. Yep, okay. Yeah, so cameras built into the dash. Now, they say that you can't video conference whilst the car is moving. I mean, I, I've, <laughs> I've set my phone up in the, in the cup holder <laughs> yes. a few times on video conferences. But that's, but that's right. But it works, right? That's yeah. the whole good enough kind yeah. of thing. Like, we, we can be anywhere. We can be connected anywhere, we, yeah. um, anytime. The car's an interesting one because it's uh, sometimes you can actually have really good quality audio yes, because yeah. the, the sound system in the car and the microphone yeah. that's built in uh, and you're isolated with padded seats and everything. So uh, it is a good little video conference environment. That's right. Just but, uh, but a dangerous just, one at that if well, you're driving. Yeah, but uh, but even then, even if I think I would rather it be available whilst I was driving so you can be sitting there driving, looking at the road, at least yeah. you've still got a camera yeah. on you and you're talking. And still I mean, the, I guess the scenario could be you're late for the meeting, so you've dialed in. And you've started the meeting, and I'm like, yeah. I'm almost there, guys. Just yeah. driving in, yeah. But it's once again, you just see these technologies that are being rolled out and deployed everywhere, wherever we are, right? Yeah. Um, and I just got back from uh, ISC in Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, look, obviously, you know, the biggest thing, and it's been around for a while now, but it's it's really, I think entrenched uh, is is AV over IP. You know, like yeah. it's and. And I think also the, um, you, you know, organisations like a SDVOE, I mean, they've got 50, 50 manufacturers that are signed up using their platform. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot, you know. Yep. And the, the most frustrating thing for me with um, AV over IP is that you've got a lot of great manufacturers out there, got some great products, great technology, but it's all proprietary. Yeah, and it's like, why? Why? Imagine if Cisco. Yeah, even the the protocols uh, not open. That, that's and right. Like if, the, if you had a protocol, should make it open, then yes. everyone would adopt it. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if Cisco turned around and went, "Oh, look at our new phone. Oh, oh by the way, you can only use it on a Cisco switch. You know, like yeah. or things like that. You know, yeah. it's crazy. Like you wouldn't even think about doing. It. You want to make it as open as possible, so you're not you're removing the barriers. But the the AV industry is so being so proprietary for so many years, yeah. and they try to lock you into their ecosystem. And I, I just I love what, and and this is obviously not a plug for for someone like SDVOE, but I love what they're doing and yeah. having a standardized approach. Although it's not a standard, a ratified standard, it's still a standardized approach that's that's sure. openly used with many manufacturers. What would make it a standard, like a, a standards body that that's governs it? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there is and what's what I find uh, interesting. You've got AVB; it's a ratified standard. Yet you've got one company using it. Yeah. Right? Um, why hasn't I, I just? I'm surprised there hasn't been more. Uh, companies that have taken that up and said, yeah, hey, it's a great idea, great solution, great techno- technology, let's use it. Yeah. Um, but instead, we've kind of gone down that HD-based T path where, you know, once again, not a standard, but it's become a standard in the industry. Dante, same thing. It's yeah. not a standard, That's but right. it's the standard 
protocol to to use transportation yeah. protocol. And in some of these cases, the there is an open standard that's competing with yes. the, the most established. Yes. Yeah. But because the adoption is everything, correct? Uh, no one's using like there's there's open protocols for network yep. uh, audio. Yeah. But yeah, Dante and. Seems to have more manufacturers using it. Correct, yeah. and that's what happens. And and you know the same. You go all the way back to VHS and Beta, and yeah. same kind of thing. Everyone said Beta technology was better than VHS, but yeah. VHS was open and it got adopted by many manufacturers. Have you come across any much open source technology, like literally open source, as in like they have a public code repository and anyone can commit to it or or use it? Unfortunately, I haven't. Yeah, um, it's not something I, I sort of go hunting yeah. for uh it, but i haven't seen anything like that yeah i mean that that's i, I feel if we're talking av versus it sort of yeah. stuff it's the the it industry is really adopting open source now that's mm. it's um and and my colleague kim has a talk that you know open source doesn't mean free yes open yeah. source just means uh transparency yep and and building a community of developers letting developers use your code yeah. without having to like go through any commercial process sure and when they yeah. then want to use it commercially then they yeah. have to have commercial licenses etc but uh i think there's a huge opportunity for as this av industry really sort of jumps fully into the it world mm -hmm. to start adopting open source and and that might solve some of these problems of uh but i think they'll the be i think they'll be forced to because yeah. what we've been seeing for many years is that the the it person is now the gatekeeper right yeah. there's no AV guy there anymore holding that key. It's it all falls under the the realm of the IT department. Yeah, and they're looking at it and they they use you know they've got their trusted brands, your Cisco's of the world and APCs and whatever, and that's what they know. So, and and they're used to open source or, or uh, interoperability between yeah. platforms, right? And and when they look at our industry, they're going what's going on with you guys? Like, yeah. <laughs> like they yeah. can't believe it, right? Yeah. So I think um, that it, it's just, it will be forced upon our industry because the, the people who are the decision makers will be putting pressure on all these uh, companies. Or once again, your Cisco's of the world will come along and go, well, we'll do it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we've, you exactly. know, we'll use standard based systems and we'll do it. Yeah. Because uh, Cisco's an interesting one to talk about because they, they have an ecosystem that's much, that's very broad. Mm -hmm. So if their ecosystem starts at the network layer, well, that's that's everything. Yes. So if yeah. if they're then building up from there and and network layer, then solutions on top, such as their collaboration, their video conferencing, yeah. they're just going to keep adding solutions on top of that network. Yeah. And and they've already got collaboration, so that's yes. in the AV space. Uh, the next will be. Uh, other things that have historically been AV. Uh, but that's the whole idea. They want to, I mean, why did they buy companies like Tamberg and so on? Because yeah. they want, um, why'd they get into telephony? I mean, yeah. you know, it's more devices plugging into their network, yeah. right? Like it kind of makes sense. And, and they don't see a division between audio, visual and IT. No. Where, where people that are still very AV talk about the two. Yes, yes. Cisco yeah. don't. No, that's right. It's all one, <laughs> right? Like, this is workplace technology. Yes, like, yeah. It's all the same to us. That's right. Yeah. And I think that's the way it should be treated. I just yeah. think it's you've just got this in the AV world, you've got this legacy of proprietoriness and you know, older school sort of thinking and mentality. And it's yeah. like, this is the way that we've always done it. But it's like, well, if you don't change, I think you're going to get left behind. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is where 
consultants come into the mix as well because I feel that the the AV industry that people that are still like that they don't even know what open source is perhaps yeah. they don't, they don't they use uh, yeah their own standards yeah. which are not really standards yes. there there's a consulting sort of opportunity to work with manufacturers and end users yes. to sort of try to fix this this issue no i agree yeah. and the thing is i think with with consultants like we we don't sell any products so we're yeah. not driven by our bottom line i mean we get paid the same whether we specify brand a or brand c it doesn't make any difference to well, us yeah, a, a good consultant that's that's true there are some uh, <laughs> some well, things that happen in the industry that you see every now and again correct that, yeah i mean and that's all i think that's always going to happen yeah uh however if you know, like for, for a consultant, we need to be, we put our name to this, right? So yeah. we need to be specifying something that's going to be in the best interest of the client because if it's not, they're going to come back to us and say, well, you told us to use this this product or yeah. this technology. So we've got to we've got to get it right. We've got to understand the technology. We've got to make sure it's fit for purpose. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, we're not, um, we're not getting paid we don't get any commission or we're yep. not selling the product so we can pick and we have the ability to pick and choose whatever technology we think is is the right fit yeah you know said so we, we, we don't have any signed agreements with any manufacturers un, unlike a, an integrator would yeah and they have their place we're not interested in selling product or installing it or whatever but uh, you know I, I just think that they play a consultant still plays a pivotal role i think increasingly it's more important mm. than, than ever before mm. and and part of that trend you mentioned in australia that uh the consultant's not always in the mix now yes uh, i think this is just it's because the consultants haven't adapted to yes. the, the new ways people are working mm -hmm. or the, the new type of customer I, i'm seeing an increased need for consultants yeah. and yeah. the client is too they just don't have the right consultants yes. to choose from yeah yeah and yeah. I, I don't think it's a good idea for for vendors software vendors hardware vendors to be yeah. working directly with end users because yeah. The two don't really understand each other. No, that, that's that right. They, they, that's right. Once the the vendor is pushing their barrow, right? yeah. they want you to they want you to buy their product. Yeah, and the and the customer doesn't really know what they want. They need to be led. They need to be educated. Yeah, and no matter what the product is, there, there's there's a lot of services required. Yes, because the organisations these products are going into are complicated, mm. both technically, IT environment, processes they run. Yep. Uh, individual sort of personalities that need to be managed. Yes, yeah. a vendor and 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 uh, an end user just it just doesn't mix. Yeah, there needs to be a, someone looking after the solution. Yep. Otherwise, it's just a blame game circle that Correct. always happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that's my experience when there's no consultant involved. Yeah, that's, no. That's look, I, I I totally agree. As I said, I just think, um, like back home, like I said, the market's smaller and stuff. So that I understand there's certain circumstances. And also, don't forget the technology is getting better as well. Like yeah. you know, we, we, we're seeing all-in-one devices coming out. Like yeah. so, you could actually buy a you know like a Microsoft Surface or a, you know whatever product you want that's got everything built into it. Yeah. Right? So you just hang it on the wall and job done. Yeah. Doesn't work in every environment, right? But it will work in most. Yeah. And also, the client has become more educated as well. So you know, so things like huddle rooms and small meeting spaces there's not so much a, there's not a, a real design element required as there used to be 
Right? Yeah. And also, now that everything sits on the network, there's no, what we used to say, there's you know smoke and mirrors. Like AV, it's like, oh, you've got these magical black boxes that no one knows what they do and you need someone to design it. But now with speakers, microphones, cameras, everything is on the network, right? So it's yeah. like, well, there's there's no more black boxes. Yeah. So there's a, it's a combination of things, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but over here in the US or in New York, it's it's the scale, it's the complexity of these yeah. projects that require some uh, require someone to design it and um, consult and project manage it and see it all the way through. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so. I, th- I think we'll start wrapping this one up. Anything you want to chat about? No. Any, any ideas you want to... Any ideas? No, look... What's I, next I, in the industry? No, no. I, I, for me, I, I just think that um, when I still... I still believe voice is the next big thing that's going to change the commercial workplace. Uh, you just have to look at the adoption rate in the residential market with voice and the amount of products that have got voice built into it as standard. So is this going to be the problem like we identified with too many uh, communication apps and environments? What voice do you standardize on? What AI are we using? Is is this going to be something out of the consumer landscape like Alexa or Google or, or, you know, do you think it's going to be a mix? Do you think there's an opportunity uh, or a problem that needs to be solved here. Yeah, I think, I, I think um, there is Microsoft, uh, not Microsoft. Sorry, uh, Google and Amazon have an agenda to get into the workplace. Amazon have got Alexa for business, and they've had that for a couple of years. Yeah, I think you'll they, they, these companies are just too big. They have too much reach. They already have these devices. Um, interestingly Microsoft have just pulled out of doing of their with Cortana they've they've started removing it from new devices because they realize it's not they can't compete right yeah Microsoft can't compete you know what I mean like it's it's almost unheard of yeah but I just think that there is the two big players Amazon and Google just too dominant for them not to make their way into the workplace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Apple have struggled. Yeah. Another massive company, you know, yeah. to, to get that market share in, in as far as voice well, goes. Well, I mean, someone like Apple would be hard to, because it's so tied to a, a device. Correct. It'd be hard to make it a service. Yes. Where the one that will, you know, cut through is the one that you can connect whatever you have to that service. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, Probably Alexa at this point is, yeah, yeah, is that's, the one I see that. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, even funny enough, like I I, um, I just bought a new, what they would call a trash bin you know, for home. Uh, yeah. And it's voice controlled. Yeah. Right. Like I can just go open can, right? And yeah. it opens up, right? It closes. Like, I mean, I love technology. And if I'm going to buy a bin, I'm going to buy one that, that I can talk to, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it, you, what I'm saying is that it, it's being, voice is being integrated into the simplest things, yeah. including a, a trash bin trash can yeah. right um so it's only a matter of time before it actually makes its way into the workplace it's built into displays it's built into everything yeah, that right. we have so and and yeah I, right now we have this the situation where everything has its own voice yep. uh control built in so uh you know the yeah the tv will have something built yes. in perhaps and it might have google and then 
You might have a Cisco video conference codec, which now has its own yes. voice control. Yeah, um, I just. But you're right. There, there, once again, there needs to be some sort of standardization, yeah. um, and or or something that brings all that together. So it, it doesn't matter what platform it is, right? It, it could be yeah. you know, agnostic, but it still works in exactly the same way. But I just, as I, said, I just think that the 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 reach, the number of units that are out in the market, all of that is just too powerful for it not to make its way into the market. Yes, there is, you know, they, they talk about security concerns about recording everything. Yep, I get all that. Yeah. I, I, I think we'll overcome all that. You know, we've, we've As I said earlier, I think a lot of it's perception more than reality. And, and obviously, if you think someone's listening to you, you don't feel comfortable. Or yeah. if you think someone's looking, watching you, you don't feel comfortable. That's right. So. But, but you put it, people are happy to put it in their home. Like the, our mobile devices are listening to us all the time anyway. Like, it, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it just, we consent to Google Maps tracking us wherever we go because yeah, we want exactly. that information back ourselves. So but the other day I, in New York, I used some dodgy looking ATM and I'm like, right. oh, what did I do that? Like yeah. some weird system has my yeah. data now. Yes. So <laughs> like, yeah. We, yeah, we, we compromise our privacy all the time. Yeah, that's, that's right. It's just when you make it so apparent with a camera yes. or a, a, a voice, uh, a, a microphone, yeah, yeah, yeah. then uh, it's, it's just more front of mind, I think. Yeah. And, and that, that's probably good because it makes us solve these problems. But uh, it's, it's, there's this balance between the best possible user experience yeah. and how much privacy Correct. you're w- willing to give up. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, look, I, I think it's been a good, good chat. It's been great. Um, it's great to see you here in New York. Like yeah. it was, it was funny. You reached out to me uh, a actually, couple of months ago. You're one of my first meetings here, and you're one of my last meetings because well, I gotta, go. we, we I'm running out of coffee. days on my on my tourist yes. visa, so I got to get out of the country. Yeah, but, no, it's great yeah. to see you here, and we hopefully you get to spend more time in New York. It, it is a great city. Uh, there's it's it, it's nonstop. It just it, this stuff going on all the time, and uh, it's not for everyone. But yeah. I, if you if you're into business and you're into you know you love the pace uh, and the energy is absolutely amazing. Yeah. I, I just uh, I by the time I publish this, I've probably made a decision if I'm moving here <laughs> or not. Yep. Um, I'm sort of sitting on the fence in the moment, but uh, for me, it'll be the one of the first things you said today. Uh, you don't travel as much being here. Yeah, that's, that's right. That sounds nice yes. to me. Yeah, that's so true. Well, yeah. as I said, we hope that you can uh, make the move. Uh, I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, thanks, Peter. Thanks, John.